Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. With a hot cup of coffee in hand, I'm overlooking a very gray day here in the mayor's office. Hello everyone, New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives and... It's early morning here, but I, the energy is at an all-time high. You see, 2020 to 2021, we all had to look within and around us to see what we are and what our purpose is and what we're working on and how we can put all the positive energies, all the energies for good. My guest today, Jamie Wright, is a, quote, millennial lawyer that is in high demand, especially now we asking are asking questions about what does it mean to get back to normalcy. So this was kind of a cool chat to sit down with a legal professional about how she is navigating not only clients, but her own business. Uh, it was a very spirited interview. Hope you guys enjoy it. Before I do, got to say, if you haven't already, please support the show. You can do that in a multitude of ways. Patreon.com slash football boys. That's the boisterous crew is where we have the video versions of these interviews. Uh, you get first access to those, and you can do that by being a member. But if being a member isn't your thing, you can always buy a new Amsterdam t-shirt over at flobito.threadless.com. That's F-L-O-B-I-T-O.threadless.com. You can wear a new Amsterdam t-shirt or a hoodie, support the show, and support creatives everywhere. But without any further ado, my chat with Jamie Wright. Welcome back to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creative thinkers and doers. It is I, Football Boys, the mayor in the mayor's office on a Friday morning with a hot cup of joe because it's relatively chilly here in Los Angeles because my blood has been thinned out beyond recognition. <laughs> but I am not alone. I'm being joined by someone who is making the rounds. I've seen her on KTLA. I've seen her on other shows and websites. She is a lawyer, but so much more than that. Jenny, you're right. How are you doing this morning? I'm super. How you doing? And I got my cup of joe, right? Not publicly where you can see it because it is cold in LA. Yeah, what is up with that? I, I'm from New York, and even now I'm like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> but but see, you know, I mean, I guess the May showers. I, well, I don't know. I was gonna try to make something kind of like trendy, you know, topic that about the flowers and the showers and months, yeah. but I don't know if we gonna have any of that right. I now. live in Culver City. <laughs> I see like one tree, and that's yeah. about it. That's <laughs> that's where I'm from. That's where my family lives. Oh yeah. yeah? Yeah, that's awesome. Like, are you on like the north side? Like I am, like Clarkdale. Or are you like, towards like the Flaxdale? Green Valley Circle. Green Valley. Oh, Circle. okay. Yeah, I've been here long enough. I don't really know what that is. The first yeah. five years, I was like, hmm? uh huh, uh huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> let's, let's talk about you. I uh, more, more reason why. I know that you are a lawyer, but you're so much more than that because I feel like law gets a bad rap, right? It's kind of like everyone's yeah. in a lawyer joke. Everyone's like, become a lawyer, but you're actually in it. The thing of yeah. it, how has yeah. it been your experience? You know, it's great now. I am, this is my 13th year. Um, when I first started, I yeah, it was, it was, uh, <laughs> it was tricky because, you know, the stereotypes um, of the law are true, particularly when it comes to how black women are treated. And, you know, when I first started in 2008, we weren't in a Black Lives Matter 
we weren't in a, you know, woke, you know, black women get it done movement. So there was a lot of assimilation that I felt like I had to do in terms of changing mm. my personality, changing my look, just to make people comfortable. You know, and there was always these comments, if you speak to either me or any of my friends, we would talk about it, a cross section of us black women that we get the same type of comments. Are you happy here? And policing our facial expressions and, you know, policing the tone of our voice. And it was these dog whistles that were like, it has nothing to do with anything other than us being black women. And we right. were all very excellent in our craft. And in fact, now I still get some of that. Although I've been doing this, I've, I've argued cases in front of the court of appeal. I've been to trial in both state and federal court. You know, I've done the gamut, you know, had the Fortune 500 client and I still get some of that. Was law always the the choice and path? Just knowing yeah. that going into it or is it kind of like, oh, this is my calling? Oh no, okay. I didn't know any of that. Um, yeah. I, you know, no, I was pre-med when I when I got to undergrad okay. when I got to UC Berkeley, and then I took organic chemistry three A. Okay. Oh, <laughs> about a compound. Say no more, fam. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't, what is? I don't want to do this for a living. Right. And um, then I was like, I want to get a PhD, and I want to be a history professor. And then you know, someone was like are you going to make enough money to live? And I was like, oh my God, am I going to make enough money to live? And then I remember being a child and my father sitting me in the back of a courtroom because he had a legal services business. Um, and he's a disabled veteran. He went to law school, but because of, you know, some of the issues surrounding his PTSD, you know, practice just didn't end up being good for him. So, but I remember those experiences and thinking, wow, that's the field that I should go in. And then I could really advocate for people and, and represent people whose interests are being wronged. And so that's how I ended up you know, taking the LSAT and going to law school. Wow. Well, that's, that's cool to make that change. Uh, yeah. Just to make, oh, this is where I need to. But you mentioned before about the perceptions uh, of color, people of color, especially women of color in any yeah. pursuit. And so since yeah. going into law was kind of a decision later, and you know, it's kind of like you're still college age, you have a decision to do it later in your life. Was that kind of like understood as table stakes? Because I feel like no, everything I I've done is... I, was, I wasn't later in life. I was an undergrad. I just, at okay. first, I was doing something else. Yeah, I was still an undergrad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But is it is it kind of like table stakes? Do we go, okay, we know what the deal is, it's pursued anyway? Or was it a bit of a shock when you decided to go into law and it was like, oh, wow, this is the the game. It was a shock because remember the articles that are coming out now about the practice and like the Black Lives Matter and the movement and, and mm -hmm. wokeness didn't exist in 2005, six and seven. Yeah. I was considering this, right? right? So then I get there and I get into practice. And then I remember my summer um, clerkship, it was at a firm that no longer exists. You know, I, I'll call them Dewey Cheatham and Howe. That's the mythical <laughs> one of those, right? And I remember that experience of being depressed and you're not yours was a love your summer associate position sure. and just always feeling scared and now when i talk to lawyers you know who are my white counterparts that are young lawyers and watching the errors that they make and people just gently correcting them i was yeah. like it's incredible the lack of that for us when we're in right. those spaces yeah right. we, we are judged so much more harshly I gotta jump ahead then. Uh, yeah. 2000, 2020 was crazy, yeah. uh, for, yeah. which is a very understated thing to say. It was crazy, uh, but, wow. but like, wh what did that mean to you and your profession? You as an individual, the Black Lives Matter movement being locked in, seeing what's happening on our screens. Uh, mm -hmm. It must have been a, a trip. I was, you know, to be honest, when anybody I talked to that's black was like, duh. Like, yeah. really? Yeah. America has a race problem? 
Um, and because America is also a land of opportunity. So I don't want to just, you know, down the country because it is a land of opportunity, opportunity that we may not be able to achieve in, in other places. Sure. But we do have this um, intrinsic race problem that's based on historical factors that we just have to be honest with. So watching George Floyd, you know, basically be assassinated on camera, right? Because that's what right. happened. But let's talk about the real. Um, watching the protests, you know, when I he was calling for his mother and me being the mother of an 18 month old now. And at the time he wasn't even a year, you know, it brought me to tears because this is a different life and a different conversation I have to have with my boy than some of my other friends. And then I had some of my friends, you know, inboxing me, asking me questions. And I said, I love that you are asking the question because you're not gonna get the information otherwise that I'm black. Like, how do you feel? Cause we're, mm. we're devastated watching this, but mm -hmm. how do you feel? You know? And I'm like, the life that I've lived, we've experienced these kinds of things. Usually they're just more subtle. Right. And they're economic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah exactly. Economic. Some downtowns, redlining. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep you out of leadership, um, prevent you from running a business, not giving you the loan. And, you know, what's funny is that, you know, some of my hyper-liberal friends here in California don't know is that in some of these Republican states, they actually have more Black women-owned businesses than then, then are in places like California. I think Texas is the number one in the country for black okay. women businesses. I had no idea. I didn't either until I heard that stat. And, and then I thought about it and I said, I could see that because of the Republican push for capitalism, you know, just some the models in terms of, of, of finance money. So, um, but what happened last summer, you know, all summer 2020, it wasn't, it wasn't something that was shocking. And that's, that's tragedy for me to say that, that I wasn't yeah. surprised but I'm not. Right. A lot of us were just kind of jaded, you know? Like, oh, okay, this, this, this is the one you're going to be upset about? I hate to be yeah. rude and crass about it. But do yeah. you think the, the needle has been moved this time? Or is it kind of cyclical? I think opinion? it's a little cyclical. I think, you know, when I look at Black Lives Matter, I don't think they realize, I know they know the power of their movement, but their movement can be so much greater beyond just police reform. Sure. You know, Black Lives Matter needs to infiltrate corporate structure and board positions and real estate and law firms. It, it, it can be so much greater because mm -hmm. those are the strongholds that are still present that keep us out. Yeah. So they need to infiltrate way more than just policing. Right. As a business owner yourself, the right employment lawyer, let's let's talk about that side yeah. of it. With the lockdown because of the global pandemic, a lot of people just are looking for information, looking for a path to answer these questions that were on the board before. How has your firm adapted to what's what happened over the past year? Well, I was virtual anyway. <laughs> okay. So it didn't really bother me none. Uh, what I did do is I did the revamping of my website. So people can, you know, contact me, you know, directly on the website. I do a lot of SEO, um, a little bit better with my presence on social media. And because employers are making a lot of mistakes in terms of how they deal with their employees for leaves of absence or right. COVID and vaccines, I've got, I've actually had an influx of clients. So um, people are now willing and able to take that step against their employer as opposed to being scared like they used to. Come on, yeah. out of a job. Well, you also have legal rights and remedies that you know may make you live a little bit better than you currently live in. 
Sure. Can you go more in detail with the kind of niche of, I don't want to get this wrong, the kind of niche yeah, of large, yeah. you know, actual uh, cross section? Yeah. So I, I do mostly labor and employment. I do have like a small um, caseload of real estate cases um, where I'm representing homeowners that have been wrongfully foreclosed against. I do those pro bono. And the reason I do is because I look at um, some of these these loans that they entered into and the transfer of loans, and there's there's a lot of problems there. And then I, I do draft some contracts and I do some breach of contract work, but it's mostly my bread and butter is labor and employment. So what that means is if you have a pregnancy discrimination case, you've been discriminated against based on your disability. Um, I take a few race discrimination cases, but not so many, uh, just because sure. the standards higher. Wage and hour violations, so meals, rest breaks, overtime. Uh, those are the types of cases that I do for the most part. Yeah. And you started your business, it said, 10 years ago? Or? I, so, no. So, I was in big law. And okay. then big, I, law. big law, we call it big law. Okay. Yeah, you, know, okay. Big law, you know, more than a hundred attorneys across a couple of States, maybe sometimes out the country as well. Yeah. Um, then I, I started my practice and then I shut it down and went back into a firm. And then okay. I kept the entity going. Um, sure. and I fully, yeah, I fully put all my resources into it after I had my son, because there was a way that I wanted to live my life. Okay. Flexibility. So th this iteration's how many years old? Let me ask him. It's six years old. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that like the number is like five, can you go through yeah. five years of it? Yeah. So it, it must've been a trip saying, look, I'm going to double down and bet on myself. Yeah, uh, and so far now it's paying dividends. But the first couple yeah. of years it must have been kind of rough and rocky. I mean, how was your experience yeah. doing that and being a mom and, and trying yeah. to get our clients out there? So I, what I do is I also contract my services out to other law firms. So that's how I generate the income to build my own practice, right? Sure. Um, so that's that's that, and partnering with other people. So once you're good at something, you can partner with other people to make sure that you know you're able to um, finance your business. And then when I had my son in 2019, because um, you know this is a fairly new thing, I just figured I need to really invest in myself, mm -hmm. take the time to build this. So then once cases um, started settling. I just took the money and I reinvested it back into the business. Okay. Yeah. That's, and so for the, the mental side of things, uh, I'm sure there's probably days where you're like, oh man, I don't know what I'm not doing. I should probably just go back to big law. I mean, big law has a structure every day. Like what, what made you say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm staying over here. I'm on this boat. I'm going to row home. Being able to be present with my little boy and watching him say things like, no, and <laughs> oh no, and wow, oh wow, being able to have those experiences yeah. and just um, feeling like I'm more fulfilled right. um, and I can just be myself. I can talk to you without being concerned about if this pops up on the internet, is somebody at the firm gonna say, oh my God, she said this thing. I right. said it, so what? I am the firm. <laughs> I am the firm. And you know, I'm intelligent enough to know how to frame things to where, you know, I'm not bashing any group or one person. So, you know, but just that feeling of freedom. Yeah. I, I do think there's some value for one yeah. being yourself and, and, yeah. and being your own boss. And really mean that. I know it's kind of cool to say I'm a CEO of whatever, but to actually be a CEO, <laughs> it's a whole different thing entirely. You know? It is entirely different. And I'm, you know, I'm under 40. You know, you, you don't, I didn't want to get to a place and then be like, wow, I, I've wasted so much time. Mm -hmm. You know, how much time we have. And, you know, life is a vapor and it's not promised. So while I'm living in this vapor, I wanted to be able to have balance. And that's what I have. And it's beautiful. 
Facts. Yeah, big facts. <laughs> uh, as someone that uh, basically, I launched my my business four years ago. Again, I always say the story. So if you're listening to this, I bear with me. I'm going over the point with this. Uh, but New Amsterdam was a stationary company. I made notebooks mm -hmm. in 2017. Mm -hmm. uh, and I basically started doing content in 19. But during the pandemic, I had to really make this a legal entity for business loans. So it is actually a legitimate business. Hey, um, but I, I understand that businesses and companies now more than ever, because of the way customers' attitudes have changed, need to have some sort of personality or yeah. feel a certain way about political issues. Yeah. Uh, were you, was there any pressure for your side or is that even pressure at all? Do you, are you just willingly saying you believe in these causes? What has been your approach to this? So when people are looking for lawyers, they don't do that as much. Um, so that's, that's number one. Um, however, I, I'm, you know, I'm a little bit my, flexible in terms of how I present things, um, depending on the client that I'm talking to. Um, yeah. the other thing is, is you can look on my website and you can learn my stances, depending on which, which one of my videos you're watching. If you, if you're looking at one of my I-24 news or RT videos, you'll yeah. hear, you'll hear my positions on things. Um, or yeah. you can just ask me. Um, with lawyers, we have to be very careful about the politics because we don't want people to think that we're not able to represent them because we have a, a certain political stance. So sure. um, now if I was selling a product, that would be different. Um, my brand would probably align with certain ideologies a little more strongly. Okay. I didn't know if it was like other issues, like, like a realty, for example, just the quirky realtor wears a hat yeah. <laughs> or, has, or believes in certain things or plays baseball on the weekends. Or Well, I'll like tell that. you this, that, you know, being mom and also being black woman, that's enough to kind of get me some of the clients that I need. Yeah. And I also have an assistant that speaks Spanish and that's a whole other, that's a whole other atmosphere and an open door <laughs> that I'm able to reach because she speaks fluent Spanish. And so she reaches the clients in a different way that I necessarily can't. Yeah, see that? You don't need gimmicks, y'all. Just be yourself. Be yourself sometimes. Sometimes you do need a gimmick, depending on what it is. Yeah, so, so we're in the middle of 2021. Uh, do you do goals, vision boards, bucket lists? How do you approach the next yeah. stages of your career in life? I project out six months. Um, I used to do vision boards, but what I found was because of the ever-evolving nature of what I do, it was a little hard to do. I mean, I definitely have like my five-year goal, I have my 24 month goal and I have my six month goal. And mm -hmm. those are financial, personal, and professional. So, you know, people I want to reach, income I want to make, and um, things that I just want to do. And just for, again, this is kind of personal, I understand. Yeah. Do, do you have like, um, uh, audit days, you like open up the book and go, okay, is it now time to hold myself accountable? Like, how do, how do you do those? Is it like with a group of people? Is it by, by yourself? Often, I, my friends are great. I have a, a group of friends who are also business owners and they hold me accountable. And then I just do it for myself. I'm really harsh on myself about things I feel like I'm not doing. Even if yeah. it's like you didn't get to the gym in the last two days, get up and get to the gym. Because there's in my mind, there's ideas of what I see and I yeah. strive to be that. And that version of me. I don't want to be somebody else. I just want to be that version of me. See, this is what I said a little bit earlier, if you're listening, about being your own CEO. Every CEO has a board of trustees, and it's always good to be like, yo, how I'm doing? <laughs> yeah. Am I doing, you know, shoot, my family will tell me about myself, so. <laughs> right. Well, as California opens up, are you into the traveling thing? Is there any places you wanted to visit? Like, is there anything you wanted to do to, to put that on that travel bucket list, if you will? I got my eye on Egypt for the, the okay. uh, winter, November. Yeah. They, yeah. they have, they have $500 tickets, so we're on it. 
<laughs> what's in Egypt? Like what's what's, what's popping in Egypt? What's the I just want to grow. I, when I was like a small kid, I used to write books about Egypt. I've always been fascinated by this African, you know, the continents and these just these people who are admired and yeah. the, the culture is studied. And I'm like, that is on the continent where people where I'm from, and yeah. I want to go see it. Yeah. So okay, that's just you know what I, I love the fact how we can be inspired by a country, and then you're even your friends who may not get it, but like what? Like you know, yeah. I just asked you like why Egypt? Because yeah. I like oh man, I was I want to want to visit uh like Lisbon, Portugal. Yeah. Don't yeah. know a word of Portuguese, but you don't have to. look Google Translate is amazing. You just hold the phone up, the microphone, and it gives you the words. Back. It's improved so much. It saved my yeah. life in Italy, straight yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> straight, yeah. straight up. Yeah. I just did it. Yeah, exactly. Yo, where, where am I going? And this tells you, bam. Uh, yeah. Just before we wrap this up, I have a question uh, for every one of my guests here. Uh, what What does the word legacy mean to you? And what does that mean for your future generation? What does it mean for your business? What does it mean as an individual? So yeah. Mean. So I start as an individual. When it comes to legacy, it means that when my son reflects on who I am, when I'm laying there, if he's viewing me, um, my mom was a lady of integrity mm-hmm. and she gave me values. And because of her, I don't have to pay for college. <laughs> right. yeah, that's number one. Cause if you don't have to take out a student loan, if I could either make it so you don't take out a student loan or you have a down payment on a house, then my living has not been in vain because that's a lot of the times where people of color get stuck. Generational yeah. wealth isn't being created. So that's the, the first thing. The second thing is that when I'm laying there Others reflect on me and say, this is someone who helped us build our business. This is someone who saved our business. This is someone who fought that employer who wasn't paying me my wages. This is someone who gave back to the community and we honor her. Um, That's kind of how I look at legacy. How people view you once you are long gone. And do you have like a mantra or a personal model or anything like that? Or I can do all things through Christ. Look, <laughs> that guy, yeah. And for people who aren't religious, it's not, you know, some people, you know, kind of turn their nose up at that. And I get that. But what, what that means for me, because this lady came on my Facebook the other day and she was like, so are you saying that other people can't do all things? And I said, no, that's not what I said. Right. But what it is, is it's a guiding principle of faith. And it also frames me and it, it, it frames how I deal with other people and how I approach situations. And what you will know about me is there's certain places that I will not go because integrity and my belief. Because I'm, I honor what I say I believe in. And so I'm just not going to do certain things. If that's not integrity, y'all, I don't know what <laughs> is. <laughs> Jamie Wright, thank you so much for being on the show. New Am, Sam Ray, the podcast for creatives now. If anyone wanted to catch up with you or book you as a lawyer, how do they go about doing that? Oh, I'm easy to find. So my website is jamierightesq.com, J-A-M-I-E-W-R-I-G-H-T-E-S-Q.com. I'm on Instagram, jamierightesq, Twitter, at Jamie Wright ESQ. Stay at all. Wright Employment Law Firms, LinkedIn, Linktree. I'm on all of the platforms. I'm easy to find. Yeah. I, w- I want to have you back on a future episode just because I like the I like the fact that you do have the six month or the year plans. I want to be like, yeah. oh, what's up? How's that going? You know, catch up. I'm, back, I'm back. <laughs> Thanks again. so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, 
This city is yours. 